It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. And very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at City Field in Queens, the Marlins and the Mets got together for a single admission doubleheader. Game one, Zach Thompson versus Marcus Stroman. Thompson trying to bid on his third win of the season. That's a doubleheader day for the Marlins and the Mets. Game one goes to the hometown Mets, 5-2 the final score. Marcus Stroman over Zach Thompson. Let's get to the highlights for you in game one of our twin bill after the Marlins were kept off the board by Stroman in inning number one. The Mets jumped on Zach Thompson in the bottom of the first. Brandon Nimmo, who's been a Marlins nemesis all season long, a leadoff triple. Man at third, nobody out. Bottom of the first for Francisco Lindor. 2-0 pitch, a line drive to center, base hit, and two batters in. The Mets take a 1-0 lead. That was quick and easy. That would be it for the Mets in that first inning, though they would manage another hit. A Pete Alonzo single, they'd leave a pair, and it would stay 1-0 Mets into the bottom of the third with one out. Dan Castano, who came on in the second in relief of Thompson, issued a walk to Michael Conforto with two outs. Javi Baez single, putting men at first and second for Jonathan Villar. The 1-2-2 two, two out pitch from Castano is in the air to right. Coming on, Sanchez dives, and he can't catch it. Around third, coming home to score Conforto. All the way to third base goes Baez on a two-out RBI single by VR. It's 2-0 Mets. And the Mets were not through in that inning. VR would steal second base. Kevin Pillar then would hit what looked like an inning-ending ground ball to third base. Eddie Alvarez tried to play it off to the side, had it go under his glove. And while VR had to stay at second base, Pilar was safe at first. And actually, the... Uh, the Pilar ground ball would bring Javi Baez home to score, and that would make it at that point a 3-0 lead for the Mets. It would stay 3-0 into inning number four. The Marlins would finally break through against Marcus Stroman. Jesus Sanchez, a walk to begin the inning. Man on, nobody out for the rookie first baseman, Lewin Diaz. There's a bouncing ball, third base, under the glove of Alvarez. A run in, everybody's safe. It's 3-0 Mets. Eddie Alvarez, his second error of the day. Pilar ground ball to third that uh, led to the Mets taking a 3-0 lead. Then in the top of the fourth, Sanchez the walk, and Lewin Diaz came up big for Miami. To Lewin Diaz, and Lewin gets into one. A high fly ball, long way deep to right, up into the second deck. Goodbye, Lewin Diaz to make it a 3-2 game. For Diaz, number eight on the season, RBIs 12-13. and 13. And the Marlins are right back in this one after Dan Castano worked three innings, allowing two runs, one earned on a couple of base hits. Zach Pop came on and worked out of a bind, leaving the bases loaded in the fifth. It stayed 3-2 all the way into the sixth inning. Marcus Stroman for the Mets, five innings of five-hit, two-run ball. Walked two, struck out four, allowed the home run to Diaz. 78 pitches, 49 strikes. Steven Ogert then came on in relief for Miami in the sixth inning, trying to keep the game at 3-2. to two. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to do it. He walked the first man, pinch hitter Jose Peraza, and went out. Francisco Lindor put this one out of reach. 
There's a towering fly ball off Lindor's bat, a long way to left and gone. That's a big one, a two-run homer to give the Mets some breathing room, and suddenly it's 5-2. to two. And 5-2 is how this one would end here on this Tuesday afternoon. Edwin Diaz came on in the ninth inning. He set down the side in order, drew a panic, a fly ball to right. Eddie Alvarez struck out, Magnaris Sierra struck out, and game one goes to the Mets 5-2. to two. For New York, five runs, eight hits, no errors, eight men left on base. For Miami, two runs, five hits, three errors. The Marlins left three. Marcus Stroman, the winner, 10-13. and 13. Zach Thompson, the loser, 2-7. and seven. Edwin Diaz, save number 31. Time of the ball game was two hours and 22 minutes. Mets improved to 74-82, and 82, snapping a five-game losing streak with the victory here today. Marlins dropped their sixth straight. They're now 0-4 in this road trip. They've lost 8 of 10. Miami 64-92, a season worse, 28 games under 500 and now 29-50 and 50 on the road. Marlins pitchers struck out 10 in this game, meaning a $250 contribution to Otter Nation's Drive Pink Initiative for every strikeout this season. The Marlins Foundation will contribute $25 as the Marlins and Otter Nation again work together to strike out cancer in our community here in 2021. So the Mets win it 5-2, to two, game two of the doubleheader coming up at 7-15. Trevor Rogers for the Marlins and Noah Syndergaard will be the opener, most likely pitching only one inning for the Mets, his first time on a big league mound in one day short of two full years. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Marlins fall to the Mets 5-2 in the front end of yesterday's doubleheader. Let's uh, see what transpired in Game 2. Trevor Rogers was taking on Noah Syndergaard, pitching for the first time since 2019. A long day of baseball for the Marlins and the Mets, and not a good day for the Marlins. They get swept in a doubleheader at City Field, losing Game 1, 5-2. to two. In the nightcap, they fall in nine innings, 2-1 to one the score. Remember, these scheduled seven-inning games, so the Marlins and Mets got to the ninth. And the Mets pull it out 2-1. to one. Noah Syndergaard got the start for the Mets. His first big league outing since September 29th, 2019. He had, had Tommy John surgery last spring, a couple of setbacks this year. He had only had two one-inning rehab outings, so we knew it was going to be just a one-inning appearance for Syndergaard. He looked really good. He struck out two and a 1-2-3 top of the first. Ten pitches, nine strikes, and Syndergaard was back with the Mets. Trevor Rogers starting for the Marlins tonight. He was terrific as well. Was perfect for the first three and two-thirds in this game. And he was handed a lead in the second inning when Trevor Williams came on to pitch for the Mets in relief of Syndergaard. The first man he faced was Jesus Sanchez, who jumped on the very first pitch he saw. Game two of our Twin Village City Field. First ball hitting. Sanchez, a towering fly ball to right. A long way back and gone. Jesus Sanchez on Williams' first of the night makes it 1-0 Marlins. For Sanchez, number 14 on the season. Wow. 
Well, that would be it for the Marlins in terms of offense in this game. The only runs they scored in game one were on a two-run home run by Lewin Diaz in the fourth inning. In the nightcap, they get the Sanchez home run to start the second. They'd have chances in this game, but they wouldn't score again. Trevor made that one nothing lead stand up. He finally allowed a base runner in the fourth, a two-out single by Javi Baez, but Rogers pitched out of that inning. Then in the fifth with one out, Jonathan Villar hit a double. So trailing one nothing, the Mets had the tying man in scoring position for Kevin Pillar. A swing and a line drive to left, in for a base hit. Brinson over to get it. Villar being waved around third, coming home. The throw's cut off, and we're tied at one. On the ninth pitch of a terrific duel, Kevin Pillar lines a single to left, and the Mets have evened the score here in the fifth inning. And they were looking for more in that fifth inning when Jeff McNeil came up, and McNeil lined into an inning-ending double play, a shot that was snared by Jazz Chisholm, who fired back to Lewin Diaz. They were able to nab Pilar off the bag at first, so he went to the sixth with no score. Marlins got a walk. That was it against Miguel Castro in the top of the sixth. In the bottom of the sixth, Richard Blyer came on to pitch for the Marlins, allowed a leadoff hit to Jose Peraza. A sack bunt by Brandon Nimmo put the tie-breaking man at second base. Francisco Lindor's ground ball to short. Got Peraza to third with two down. Anthony Bender came on. He walked Javi Baez, but he got Pete Alonso to foul out to third, so he went to the seventh. Still 1-1, the Marlins and the Mets. Trevor May set down Miami 1-2-3 in the top of the seventh. Bender stayed out there for the bottom of the seventh, struck out the first man, James McCann, but then Jonathan Villar doubled. Marlins then uh, had Michael Conforto come up for the Mets, and he walked on four pitches against Bender. Not an intentional walk, but he walked. So he had the winning man at second. He had Conforto at first with one out in the seventh inning, and in a big spot, Bender went after Jeff McNeil, a 319 hitter in his first three big league seasons, scuffling this year, but always dangerous in a big spot. VR, the winning man at second. McNeil, ground ball to second. Jazz has it to Mickey. One, back to first. Two, what do you say we play extra innings in game two of our doubleheader tonight? Well, we did play extra innings. We went on to the eighth inning, and things set up nicely for the Marlins in the top half of inning number eight tonight because they had the speed of Magnarese Sierra as the place runner at second base to begin the inning, and they had the top of the order coming up. Before the first pitch was thrown to Miguel Rojas, though, Juris Familia picked Magnaris Sierra off at second base. Sierra took a few steps toward third as though he was trying to steal. He was nailed dead to rights. Since Major League Baseball implemented this new extra innings rule last year, there had only been one other placed runner picked off. It happened in a Marlins-Mets game earlier this season, May 21st at Lone Depot Park. You may remember this play. Jonathan Villar was the runner at third base for the Mets, and Adam Simber and Brian Anderson combined on the pickoff at third base until Sierra tonight. That was the only time a placed runner had been picked off in extra innings over these last two years since MLB implemented this placed runner rule. And after the Sierra pickoff, the inning fizzled. Miguel Rojas... Grounded out to first. A nice play by Pete Alonzo. Jazz Chisholm struck out. We went to the bottom of the eighth, tied at one. So the Mets had Jeff McNeil, the winning man, placed at second base against Dylan Floro. Floro struck out Dominic Smith for the first out. Got Brandon Nimmo to ground to first for the second out, advancing McNeil to third with the winning run. Marlins intentionally walked Francisco Lindor, who then took second on defensive indifference. Mets had second and third, two down. 
Javi Baez at the plate, a hot hitter riding a 12-game hitting streak, but Baez granted a shortstop. Floro was out of the eighth. We went to the ninth, still 1-1. Brad Hand in the top of the ninth with Jazz Chisholm, the place runner at second base. He struck up Brian De La Cruz for the first out. Jesus Sanchez, a fly ball to center for the second out. With Lewin Diaz at the plate, a pass ball advanced Chisholm to third base. So the Marlins had the go-ahead man 90 feet away. But Lewin, a fly ball left, ending the inning. The Marlins went 0 for 5 in the extra innings tonight. In the bottom of the ninth, Anthony Bass was on the mound for the Marlins. The place runner was Javier Baez. Baez at second base to begin the inning. Pete Alonso ground ball to second. That advanced Baez to third with one out. So the Mets had the winning man 90 feet away with the catcher James McCann at the plate facing Anthony Bass. Another 1-2 pitch. Fastball tapped out in front of the plate. Bass can't handle it. Here comes Baez to win it. Mets sweep the doubleheader. They walk it off 2-1 in nine in the nightcap. A comebacker to the mound. Baez coming hard all the way. And it just ate Bass up. What a way to see this one end. A long night of baseball ends in extreme disappointment for the Marlins. Mets sweep this doubleheader. They take game one, five to two. They win the nightcap, two to one in nine innings. For the Mets, two runs, five hits, no errors, seven left. For the Marlins, one run, five hits, no errors. They left six. Brad Hand, the winner, six and seven. Anthony Bass, the loser, three and nine. Time of the game, two hours, 59 minutes. Mets are 75 and 82. 46 and 33 at home with the two wins here today. They had lost, remember, five straight, 10 of 11 and 13 of 16 at the start of the day. As for the Marlins, well, they've lost seven in a row now and nine of 11. They fall to 64 and 93 on the season. The Marlins are season worst, 29 games under 500, and they're 29 and 51 on the road with this setback tonight. Tremendous frustration for the Marlins. Marlins pitcher struck out eight in this game with each strikeout worth $25. That's a total of $200 contributed to AutoNation's Drive Think Initiative. The Marlins and AutoNation again partnering this season to strike out cancer in our community for the season now. 1,327 strikeouts Marlins pitchers and a total of 33,175 to Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. So that was not a good afternoon and into the evening of baseball for the Marlins who fall in both ends of the doubleheader, the front end and the back end. They lose it in walk-off fashion in game two. The Marlins are now 64-93. The Mets are 75-82. and Let's hear from Don Mattingly after the ball games. Thanks, Jason. Um, Don, you know Mag's getting picked off in extra innings. Uh, Eddie overrun in the bag. Um, in the fourth inning, did, did this one just kind of feel like there were too many self-inflicted wounds? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously we make three errors in the first couple innings of the first game. Yeah, it's not very it's not very good baseball. It's just not, no. You know, I think our guys are playing hard. I'm not sure we're, we're thinking very much. We're just kind of running and playing and not really – focused on you know playing baseball so um, I do think our guys are playing hard I just think the minds you know certain parts of it aren't aren't really locked in and then just you know with 
with that being said, you know, with Mags being the place runner, you know, where is that balance of you want to be aggressive? I know he wants to try and, and win a game and do what he can to help. But where's that balance between being aggressive and, and just, you know, maybe making a, a smart baseball decision? Well, it, you know, it just depends the situation, right? And I think the problem there is <clears throat> he knows we're button. You know, Miggy, that's, that's a tough matchup. For me, is a tough guy to hit the other way. Uh, so we were button. He knew we were button. So it's it's kind of hard to like put that together, right? If you know a guy's going to sacrifice you over, kind of like you know that takes should take that other part of that out, you know, out of the equation, right? So anyway, I mean. What, I don't really think we should be talking just about mags. I mean, this was a day of just, we made too many mistakes. Um, you know, we're just not playing good baseball. And, you know, so if it's this time of year, if it's who we are, it's, you know, what what it is. It's just not good baseball right now. Christina. Sorry, what did you see from the first night? Obviously, you started really sharp. Yeah, Trev was, I thought he was good tonight Um, and held on to his stuff. Um, You know, his lines look good. You know, he he had, he had a good fastball tonight again. Um, That's good to see the consistency starting to come back. You can tell he's kind of starting to get back into the groove. Obviously the year's coming to an end, but you're starting to see the guy that we see in the first half where he's, He's able to use his fastball, his change-ups there, you know, slider when he needs it. Some nights it's the change, some nights it's the slider. But I think the consistency of his fastball is really the key because that's what sets everything up. And when his lines are good, you know, the ball gets on guys and you you see it. So um, I thought he was really good tonight. I thought Castano was good tonight, you know, for that part. Um, So he threw the ball pretty good. You know, I think, you know, we give him some runs in that first game, but uh, our guys were, I think we threw the ball okay. I was curious, uh, just Noah Syndergaard went two years almost uh, being on the big league mound. What did you see from him, you know, in his first inning? No, it looked like his stuff was good. I mean, I'm obviously not up there. I don't see how it's coming out of his hand, but uh, you see the velos and things like that. Um, it's, It's good to see, you know, Noah get back out there, honestly. Uh, you hate to see guys go, you know, two years battling that. And I know he's had, you know, it seems like there were talk of him early in the year and he got, had setbacks. So, you know, for the game, I think, and obviously it's, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not the Marlins concern, but I think you do want to see guys get back uh, and get back out there. Jordan. Yeah, hey, Donnie, the final play of the second game, the McCann dribbler back to the mound. What did you see on that with Bash trying to get the ball? Yeah, it looked like just a little bit of hurry. I think I think he had more time than he thought. And it's it's easy to think you got to hurry there on that play because you got Javi over there at third, who's a really good baser and, and is going to get get a good jump. But I think that ball is a – I actually did went, had to went and go and look at it because I couldn't tell how far it was away from him. Uh, in the angle, but I think he probably had more time than he thought. 
he could have taken probably that extra step to get in a little better position to get to that. Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins doubleheader loss and losses to the Mets yesterday up in Queens. Game three of this series comes your way tonight at 7-10. Eliezer Hernandez versus the veteran Taiwan Walker. We're on the air at 640 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.